Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and it is just me. I am really interested to see how you guys like this episode. It is going to be more business owner related and less photographer related. So this is definitely for my freelancers out there who I know listen and other small business owners and photographers. If you are still trying to work your business or maybe grow your business during this time and you find that you are doing it in the nooks and crannies of your day, then this is 100% for you as well. So today I am going to be giving you my five tips on how I'm running my business on 40% of the time that I'm used to having. So let me give you a snippet of what life looked like six weeks ago versus what life looks like right now. Six weeks ago, it's probably been a little, it's probably a little less than that, but we'll go with six weeks because it'll probably be pretty close to that once this airs. I, my son is a little over two and he goes to school five days a week from about eight to two, give or take. It's a Montessori school, so it's very structured. They have uh, circle time and you know, learning their colors and numbers and all of those things. So I got to work in my office from 8 to 1, Monday through Friday, come heck or high water. The beautiful thing about that is I was getting five dedicated work days for the first time ever. So over the last six months, my business has grown tremendously, which has been incredible, and I'm super grateful for it. However, now my son isn't going to school, and he is two years old. It is a very physical age from just the standpoint of like constantly trying to keep up with him because he doesn't stop moving. And it's also a very emotional age. He is, you know, learning to all of these different emotions. He's feeling different things. You know, he's missing school. He's missing his friends. He's missing routine. You know, all of these different things. So it's been a huge adjustment because I went from having all of this time to almost, well, I'm running on about 40% of the time that I used to have. And I'm one of the lucky ones. I have an office in town that is, I am the only person on this floor of the building. And my entrance is actually separate from the rest of the building. So I can very literally come into my office and go home and not have contact with a single person, which I am, I'm just, I've never been so grateful for an office space in my life. So I'm very aware of how blessed I am that I still have this space to come to. Um, so uh, my husband works 12 hour shifts and he's on like a weird factory schedule and he's considered essential. So he's still working. So 
when he on the days that he works, he's gone from like six something in the morning until nine o'clock at night, which means I have our son from the time that he wakes up until he goes to bed. And that is what has been, that's what caused the hardest adjustment for me is there is a reason my son was going to school. I am not an awesome stay at home mom. I'm just not. I don't have the patience emotional bandwidth, mental bandwidth, anything. And I'm totally fine with admitting that. It's just not my strong suit. I love to work. I have always loved to work. And the first two weeks were a huge adjustment for, I mean, for everyone, right? I mean, literally, like everyone on the planet, it was a huge adjustment. So we are, I have no idea what week we are here. But the thing that I realized at the beginning of last week, this isn't going away anytime soon. And what I needed to figure out was how to run my business at full capacity, just about full capacity, because I landed a couple of projects after losing a few contracts. So I'm running at full capacity with 40% of the time that I'm used to having. So I wanted to share with you the things that I'm doing, what I've done to help me run my business during this time, and hopefully allow you to run your business during this time. So the first and fourth, first thing that I did was communicate with my clients. I let them know what my new life looked like that, you know, I mean, everyone knew I have a two-year-old, but what they didn't know or may not have known is that my husband is gone 14 hours a day on the days that he works. So I don't have anyone else to pass my son off to so that I can just sit down and work for a solid three or four hours. So that was the first thing I communicated with my clients was that I had my son on my own. He is two years old. And that's just like explains all of it there. I try to communicate ahead of time before I have an office day and let them know, hey, I'm going to be in the office this day. If you need anything done, let me know and I'll make sure it gets on the list. I also let them know like, hey, (laughs) I'm, you know, tomorrow is going to be my Sunday. I'm going to have him by myself. So if you need anything, let me know early so that I can try to knock it out or I'll let you know if I can't get it done. So I communicated when I could work, how I was going to work, and when they could expect things from me. I'm also really clear about my turnaround times and trying to get things done in a timely manner. I've been very honest. If I haven't gotten something done when I wanted to get it done, I let them know like, hey, I'm really sorry. I wasn't able to get this done, but I I can get it done on this date. And so far that's worked. That's worked really well for everyone. Uh, Luckily, everyone is in the same boat, right? So we're just dealing with it all together. And I think that's been one of the best things about this whole experience is just knowing what my client is going through, I am going through, and we're all just getting through this together. The second thing that I did was I had to restructure when I worked, how I worked, and when I was doing certain tasks. So the first thing that I realized was obviously 
couldn't come to my office five days a week. Like, I'm not going to bring my son here. He would destroy it and it would not work well. So I come to my office on the days that my husband is home. He can have our son and I can come in and work with no distraction. So normally I have anywhere between one and a half to two and a half days in the office, just depending on my husband's work schedule. So what used to be eight to one now is closer to eight to four, one and a half to two and a half days a week. So that was the first thing is I still had to have my office days in order to get things done. However, I also, on the days that I have my son, I'm getting up between 4.30 and 5 a.m. and immediately getting to work. I get up, I go pour myself a a cup of coffee, I go right back to bed, and I sit down and get to work. I normally don't like working in bed unless it's a Saturday, and um, it's just kind of like a leisurely work atmosphere. I'm just kind of doing things that I enjoy doing. Um, However, my office is open and my son can hear every single type on my keyboard. So I crawl back into bed and I get about two hours of work done there. Uh, So that was one thing that I had to restructure on the days that I had him by myself. I had to get up really early and start knocking things off the to-do list very early. So I had a head start on the day. Of course, my next batch of time was is nap time. So I make sure that we've gotten rid of a lot of energy in the mornings, and then I take him on a drive, he falls asleep, I put him down, and normally I get anywhere from another hour and a half to two hours of work at that time. Now, I try and keep my task list on what I call Davy days um, very small. My clients know like there's no way I'm getting a new project like done if you send it to me that day. It's just not happening. So those are the days that are like very small tasks that I can knock out quickly and that kind of thing. They're not they're not systems days. They're not project days. Those are going to be reserved for uh, my office days where I'm I'm able to really focus and get into that headset headspace. The other thing that I did was rearrange my call schedule. So I used to take calls anywhere between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't want to take calls on or when I have my son. It's too unpredictable. Sometimes he's great. And then there's other times that he is screaming his foul head off. And that's not what I want for anyone's phone calls. So what I've done is now I take my calls um, one to three in the afternoon on the days that I'm in the office. And that is it. I don't have my schedule open on the days that I'm home with my with my son. Part of the reason is because I need to have that time available for clients for implementation should they need anything. And part of that is I try to keep my house as quiet as possible so that my son will nap as long as possible. There's also a reason I have it in the afternoon. I work best in the morning. That is when I'm my, that is when I am my sharpest. That is when I work the fastest. So calls don't need me to be 100% on, especially if it's a discovery call or we're going over analytics and I have, you know, data in front of me, that kind of thing. I'm not having to dip into the brain capacity that harder for me to get. I'm hoping I'm making sense here. So things that don't come as easily for me need to happen in the morning when my brain is at its best is basically what I'm trying to say. 
So the mornings are reserved for implementation. I am knocking out the big things on my to-do list first thing as much as I possibly can. That allows me to take the calls and do the smaller tasks in the afternoon that come much easier for me. So if I know I'm going to be doing bits and pieces for a Dubsado setup, that's going to be an afternoon task. That's something that I can knock out in 45 minutes to an hour, and it's not going to cause me to use a lot of mental capacity because it's something that I have done. It's muscle memory for the most part. Whereas if I'm trying to build a mini chat flow or broadcast, something I've not done before and I'm having to learn it as I'm building it, that's going to be an 8 a.m. task when I'm highly caffeinated, (laughs) well-rested, and ready to tackle my day. So that's another flip that I had to do. I have to do my implementation in the mornings when I know I'm at my best and keep all of my smaller, less needed mental capacity and calls in the afternoon. Um, And that's been a huge help. I've been able to really see a huge difference in getting my task list knocked down considerably by doing that. So the next tip that um, I highly recommend is to get clear on your task list. What are the things that have to be done that day? This is huge for my Davy days. I do not do any task on my list that does not have to be done that day unless I'm ahead of the game somehow and <laughs> I'm able to knock out a couple extra tasks here and there. But for the most part, I there are things that have to be done for all of my clients every single day and I don't have time or the capacity to do anything else. And my clients are aware of this. They know like on my office days, my butt is in my chair and I am burning through as much work as I possibly can. Whereas on my Davy days, those are the days that their, you know, their emails are getting checked, their calendars are getting updated, their social media posts are being, you know, sent out, you know, just those daily tasks that need to be done are getting done. Those are not the days to send me new projects. And that's worked out really well. So sitting down with my task list, knowing that, you know, I may need to tidy up or double check the mini chat sequence, or I need to, um, you know, wrap up a couple social media posts, whatever the case may be, I'm really clear on what needs to happen from the moment I sit down rather than trying to do things helter-skelter. Because when you sit down at your desk and you don't have a clear list in front of you, there is going to be some hole (laughs) that you get sucked into and you realize two hours have passed and you've got nothing done. Whether it's TikTok or COVID conspiracies or Instagram or whatever the case may be, make sure that when you sit down at your desk, you have a clear list of what needs to happen. Now, That can look differently. Maybe it's, you know, at the end of the day for you, you're setting the task list for the next morning. For me, I do both. I set my uh, task list for the next morning, the night before. And then on my Davy days, when I'm in my nap time hustle, I'm reevaluating that task list to see if those things are still a priority. There are plenty of times when a client will voxer me and let me know something else needs to happen. So one of those other tasks are gonna be taken off the list and that task will be put on the list. 
But regardless, I when I sit down, I make sure it's clear so that when I start working, I'm clear on what needs to happen. Tip number four is to batch your work. Any productivity, podcast, tip, whatever, um, I have always heard, listened to, it's for batching. I am not the best batcher in the world, um, but... I am batching quite a bit these days. I am batching like tasks with other like tasks. So if I know that I have a couple of things to do for systems, then I'm going to do those things for systems, you know, in this time block. If I know I need to get social media scheduled for two or three clients, then I'm going to do those at the same time. I'm not going to do social media for one client and then come over here and work on a Dipsado workflow over here. And then I'm going to come back over here and do social media for a different client. I'm going to do social media and then do system. This allows your brain to stay in one place. So it's not hopping back and forth throughout your day. This allows you to get work done quicker because your brain is like, oh, okay, we're working on on social media content. So it's engaging that creative side. It's engaging, you know, copywriting and graphics and design and all of the things that I do when, when I'm doing social media. Then I take a break, go grab a snack, take a walk, whatever, I come back and I switch to system. I get all of my systems work done and I engage the other side. Okay, analytics, workflow, what are we doing here? Um, that kind of thing. It makes it much more easy, makes it much easier to get your work done when you're doing like tasks with like tasks. The last tip is to give yourself grace. This is huge right now. You need to be realistic with what you can do. Right now, I am not taking on anything else for April. I am at capacity. I ended up landing a couple clients in the last couple of weeks. So we have a couple of projects that me and my team are doing. We have those to take care of. And then of course, our regular one-to-one clients that we still have. So right now I'm booked for April and cannot take anything else until May. I know that. I know I don't need to take anything else on. So making sure that you're giving yourself grace and also really clear on what you can handle right now is really, really important. If you don't have the capacity to do a launch right now that you had planned on doing, then don't do it. No one's going to know unless you told them. And then those people will know, but they'll understand. (laughs) They're not going to hold you to the fire right now. So just set yourself reasonable expectations. Set yourself reasonable tasks for your day. If your task for that day is to get up and check emails and answer emails and then be done for the day, that's okay. Productivity is going to look different right now. Especially if you're a photographer, if you're still listening to this, so many of you have a lot of time on your hands, okay? I need you to give yourself grace in a different way. You can still be productive, but don't overload yourself. Don't think you have to learn a new skill or you have to come out with a new, I don't know, whole funnel or something. If you have the capacity to do that, then 100% go for it, girl. But don't pressure yourself into doing something that doesn't feel right right now because it's not going to turn out the way you want it to. And it's not going to sell the way you want it to because it's not coming from a place of, it's not coming from a place of wanting it to happen. It's coming from a place of maybe desperation or fear and anxiety. And and a lot of the time, you know, those 
don't work as well. So give yourself grace. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you are, um, you know, just being realistic day to day. Okay, so real quick, I don't wanna keep you guys any longer. Your five tips, communicate with your clients, make sure they understand when and how you're going to work. Number two is restructure when you work and restructure your days so that it works well for you. If you need to flip your call schedule, if you need to, you know, do your big work in the morning and your small work in the afternoon like me, you know, whatever works best for you, go ahead and restructure. Then get clear on your task list. What has to happen that day? What has to happen to move your business forward or implementation um, tasks that you have from your clients? The next tip is to batch your work. Batch like tasks with like tasks. There's only so much mental capacity right that we have right now, especially if you have children at home. If you're working in the nooks and crannies of the day, you want to make sure that you're using your mental capacity as well as you possibly can. So batching your work, giving your brain one type of task to focus on at a time is going to give you leaps and bounds, more capacity than if you were hopping from place to place. And then the last and probably the most important is to give yourself some grace. Give everyone grace. We are all going through this together. It's all a hard time for all of us. So make sure you're giving yourself grace. Give your spouse or significant other, your children, your clients, all all of the people need all of the grace, myself included, let me tell you. Um, I hope this is helpful. I hope that you all are doing well. As always, I am here to support you. Please know that. I would love to have you guys jump on a free 20-minute strategy call with me if you need help with anything. And we will get through this. And I am so looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with it on the other side of it. And let me know what you're up to. How how are you structuring your days right now? How are you running your business with the little bit of time that you have? I would love to hear from you. So drop me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email, whatever you want to do. I want to know. I hope you guys have an awesome day and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you.